Welcome to the Nibble Scotland Over Coffee podcast, where my name is to get out of my comfort zone and meet with our local food champions around Scotland. People whose passion for delivering the finest produce is our game. For families in East Lothian, you may already be familiar with our guests today, Lucy and Russ Calder from Kilduff Farm. Launching the patch in 2018, Kilduff welcomed around 6,000 visitors to pick pumpkins over two weekends in October. And this year in 2019, they've had over 8,000 visitors, despite some of the bad weather and repeated this mammoth task. I just love how Kilduff are engaging families with rural life and have ventured down to the farm to learn more. So welcome Lucy and Ross and thank you for having me today. Thanks for coming. So what's the story behind Kilduff? You're young farmers and where did it all start? You grew up here, Ross? Yes, I grew up here, grandfather's farm um, on my mum's side of the family. And what's the size? Paint a picture for people listening. Uh, we're about a thousand acres in total. We are all arable um, with some woodland and two highland cows. And uh, I took over the running of the business in 2010, where we've introduced some diversification to the business. In 2012, by introducing a holiday cottage, we then have done residential property with the rest of the cottages on the farm and rented them out on short short tenancies. Then we went in to do the patch, was our next big change I think, I think the patch was just completely so innovative I I spent some time in Colorado and we used <clears> to <throat> drive around um at the August sort of time and I see this fields of orange and I go what is that so like, I was in my 20s I didn't I didn't know you actually grew pumpkins <laughs> like that so I think showing the next generation where the pumpkins come from and everything is completely it's very forward thinking and it's getting the community back involved with farming. I think that's important to us. We've, um, we've got three young children and basically the, the patch came from wanting to get them more involved in farming. Arable farming, there's not a huge amount that they can get involved in with big machinery and just from a safety point of view. So we decided that we wanted to do something that would get them out into the farm and, and actually learning about where they live. And we're very, they're very lucky they grew up in this big outdoor space but actually they weren't really involved in the day-to-day farming so we looked at lots of different options and um, having visited a couple of pumpkin patches and they you could see just how much fun they had and um, we decided that we would give it a bash so uh, uh, yeah so it's been great they've they, they love it and and that's kind of where it, it came so what from. size is the patch? A couple of acres in total uh, is the picking patch. Mm-hmm. We have another culinary patch. So are people going in and taking their secateurs and cutting or what's the what's the what's the family experience yeah. on the day? People come to the patch, the, all the all the pumpkins are picked uh, or cut off the vine um, by us before they come. Okay. So they come uh, and they basically walk, wander around the patch and um, choose which pumpkin they want. And so what, how many are you planting? Um, so this year we planted, it's kind of grown and grown and grown. So in 2017, I think we planted about, we managed to get about 200 pumpkins. And we, so we asked, we invited family and friends to come and pick their pumpkin just to see what happened. Um, and if people enjoyed it and they absolutely, all absolutely loved it. So they and championed us doing more. So last year we planted probably about... Uh, we're up to, I think, about 6,000. 
I think there was about 4,000 plants in total last year. In 2018? Yeah. And then this year? This year we planted about double that of culinary and uh, Halloween pumpkins. For picking. So you're learning lessons every year? Uh, It's been a massive massive learning curve. Uh Um, Well, this is my first, so I do the behind the scenes stuff. Russ is the one who's in the field. growing, planting, sowing um, on a day-to-day basis, I'm not. So this has been, for me, it's been a huge learning curve, uh, being actually hands-on with, with growing things. But um, we last year we had a brilliant year. The weather was so kind to us. And I think probably in our first year, lucky in some respects, maybe not so lucky in others. This year, the weather has not been as great. And mm. that has its own, obviously, in farming, its own issues. But... Um, it's uh, yeah it's definitely a learning curve we've learned a lot this year from just dealing with the weather and um and and various issues that have arisen it's interesting that you've even like you've done the halloween pumpkins and you're doing the culinary pumpkins Mm. so that's actually people are now getting in tune with the pumpkins and the range of things that you can do how are you encouraging that well that was one of the things when we opened in 2018 we realized that um people just didn't know what didn't know one that you could eat pumpkins i think pumpkins in scotland are seen as something that you pick up in tesco and you carve and then you chop away um and that doesn't really sit well with us um as food producers um so we really so last year people were saying how do you do you can you eat them can you eat all pumpkins what what do you do with pumpkins um, so we and have you got a recipe for pumpkin pie? So we did grow some culinary varieties just out of sort of because um, we were intrigued last year. But we really did notice that people were keen to know how to grow, how to eat them, what to do with them, how to cook them, how to eat them. Um, so we decided this year that we would really sort of develop that culinary side. I have a passion of cooking. Um, Russ loves growing things so, <laughs> that's uh, quite a good match uh, yeah so <laughs> it is a really good match so we just decided that we would instead of just doing the halloween sort of pick your own side of things we would invest in the culinary side of pumpkins so are you think, looking at doing more workshops as well with cooking for pumpkins or <laughs> we would really like to do that we had a great uh event we did a great uh, sort of event on the patch this year before it opened to picking we um invited some um local food fanatics and uh, sort of food bloggers to come to an event with uh, a culinary pumpkin masterclass that we held with Sonia Lee of Lee Life Nutrition and uh, she basically had done spent hours in her kitchen testing the various um, the vari- all the culinary varieties that we have developing recipes working out which variety is best for which um, type of cooking um, so she came and she's brilliant. She's so enthusiastic and she's so passionate about um, food in general, but nutrition and eating well and uh, and cooking well that she just got on board completely. Um, and she came and did a culinary masterclass for us. Um, and it was brilliant. Yeah. And the, I think the thing that people don't realise is that pumpkins are so diverse and they are so good for you that... Yes, the Halloween ones you can cook with, but actually there's a whole host of varieties that are completely different in um, from pumpkin to pumpkin or squash to squash. They're completely different in 
um, what they're good for. So some are really dry, some are really sweet and really m much more moist. So there's good ones for potato alternatives or that there's some that are better for making cakes or um, pumpkin pie. And, and that's the thing that really excites us is that they every variety has a different mm -hmm. is good for something different and they're so diverse and they are so packed full of nutrition and yeah. um, of of wonderful things and it's just a shame that um, they're not enjoyed by a lot more people but they're I think carving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's that and seems that's... to be what it is I mean people are lots of shops have them but it's much more for de decoration rather than yeah, they don't know they don't really know what to do I mean you see them in all the supermarkets but actually nobody People are scared people. of them. People I think. are scared of them. Just and I didn't. In all honesty, I didn't before we <laughs> set out on this adventure. I didn't know how to cook with a pumpkin and uh -huh. now or a squash and now um, it just it's. So um, where did the idea come from then? Um, I think it was from probably Russell's passion for growing things. Um, he is he's at his happiest when he's in a field looking mm -hmm. at. A, 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 a plant <laughs> in all honesty and, he's, and researching varieties and researching um, how things grow so I think it was very much he, we decided we would do the Halloween side of things pumpkin picking for to get the children involved and then because he'd done so much research on, on how they grow he'd, he'd, he has such a wealth of knowledge about it now that he said actually do you know what this is what I want it's about food it's about producers it's not just about picking and carving mm -hmm. so I think that's reducing the wastage of it as well yeah. and, uh, the more that I sat down and looked at different varieties to grow trying to work out what would grow best in Scotland because we are very far north for growing uh, pumpkins were right on the sort of seasonal limits um, of growing them. So uh, I discovered more and more of different varieties and they look different. So I thought, well, why not grow them? People might want to yeah. take them. And actually, we would then realise from the first year that there is such a difference in them and they're so much tastier than the Halloween ones and there's um, so much more different uses than just in a, in a soup or in a pumpkin pie mm -hmm. they can be used for and uh, just wanted to really develop that what's the what's the season when when's the growing when so we'll start uh, by planting the seeds in april and bring them on in our polytunnel till sort of late april may time and then we plant out into the field the transplant the plants into the field October, end of September, October is when we'll start. So the kid, them. are the kids getting involved in the planting then? Yeah, they they have been involved all the way through from putting the seeds in the pots to transplanting them into the field. There, uh, and actually, if we do any stage, because it's difficult to fit in and with it, it's sort of around school and their activities, and if we do any of the stages without them, they get a little bit cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Maisie, uh, our eldest, was upset because we'd done all the planting of the seeds so Russ had to keep a few packets back oh, so that they could get but they are hugely involved in it and, and right down to sort of checking on them in, in the field making sure that or working out which is the biggest one and which is the but they're really interested in looking at varieties and um, they're desperately trying to get to like eating pumpkins okay. but they I think they're struggling a wee bit just because it's so different but mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, but part of the key is getting them involved yeah, in yeah. it and seeing yeah. it and touching it and sort of watching the own projects well, grow. I think for us, he or for us, we see Russ going out and being out a lot on mm-hmm. the combine, and and the, for maybe five six weeks of the year, they only really see him sat in the combine. So it was important for us to do other, and we don't have any livestock, so it's important for us to do things as. A family and get them involved so it has definitely worked um i think our youngest got a bit sick of the patch after at three i think he was a bit sick of the <laughs> patch but um it's been great for us and and um they're definitely th- hugely involved in it and then taking it through to the actual patch when we invite the public on they are heavily involved in <clears throat> everything from doing the tills to mm. uh, Running, running for wheelbarrows. Running for wheelbarrows. What are, what are, I mean, how are you charging for it and how are you <clears throat> um, it? It's completely free to come. Uh, we are free open parking, door. Free parking, free entry. Open door, no ticketing. <clears throat> it's, uh, we just charge on the weight of the pumpkin. There's, okay. We have a food stall there with coffee and Hot chocolates and things. Hot chocolates key for the young ones. <laughs> I think yeah. they went through a ridiculous amount of. Last year they ran out of hot. They have hot chocolate stirrers, and last year they ran out because they just couldn't believe how many hot chocolates they, they. And so they doubled or tripled, I think, their order for this year, and they still ran out. So, um, it's a really lovely day out, and it's not. It, we didn't do it just actually for our children. I think it's apparent that we really need to work on um, educating people and children on farming and getting as when you grow I think when your children grow up in in this sort of life and they're outdoors all the time and they are used to being outdoors it's it's quite um it's quite odd to think that not every child has that yeah uh, that and and not every child knows where things come from and how things grow and 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 it's that's where we really wanted to get to as well was actually giving children the knowledge or an mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. and it is incredible how many well obviously how many people come and come to visit but just people get so much joy out of it um the so connection with the yeah, land it is, and it's getting outside and i was really worried this year about the level of mud and muck um that was on the patch and and that it's been very wet this year so that was a, a big concern of mine but actually People loved, just, it. people loved it more people absolutely loved just getting their children muddy and or not getting their children but their children loved getting muddy and mm-hmm. wet and um and it, it didn't dampen it, it at all so how um, far are people now traveling do you know um <clears throat> we've had people from glasgow um people from newcastle borders newcastle um i was quite surprised at how far people were coming to you strike you strikes a chord yeah, with people. I think people are always looking for days out with their family. It is an it's easy, an easy day it's out. Not, it's no and actually, there were people yeah. spending all day there mm-hmm. um, on the nice days, all day just um, running around the patch and and running around the maze and having some lunch. And it, it it's got a really nice vibe to it. Um, so Russ, what would your grandparents make of all these people around the farm? <laughs> <laughs> They ran events of probably more for the agricultural sector, but they would have lots of people coming to the farm to see potato demonstration days. Or so I think they would be quite. It's very different from what they would have done. I mean, but we joked about that a lot. Well, but actually, I think, I think they'd be quite proud. They'd be quite. 
pleased to see just because you have to change with the times and that Russell's grandparents did that and and I think they would I think they would be gobsmacked at this at it but I think they it's not really that different from things that they did in in the sort of climate that they were in yeah so, um I think they would be I think they'd be amused <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people thought you were bon- bonkers. But in farming, you continually have to evolve and just change into the markets. So I think uh, you've come across quite a unique proposition out there. Yeah, and it's exciting. Card. I think the the culinary side of it really does excite both of us. I think um, it's interesting on the culinary side, like the pumpkins that you're doing. Are you now selling them directly into restaurants, or we're trying to? So we um we've had a huge amount of support this year, which uh, this year was very much uh right. We we can grow culinary pumpkins. We did that last year. What varieties can we grow? And and it was incredible the the varieties that we did manage to grow. And the, some How many did you have varieties? Uh, we ended up with eight or ten successful varieties. Yeah. There was other ones that we grew that just. Didn't didn't work. didn't work commercially or um, so we've probably got about eight to ten that we have um we know that we can grow and are, and are popular um so then it was a case of right how do we get that out to um ho- how do we get that out to people how do we get it onto people's kitchen tables or into restaurants so that's what we've been working at this year um we've had um a few uh sub- a few people have taken it for for supply not supplying but um for selling so there's a, a wilson's farm produce in north berwick uh, the green grocers okay. in north berwick they've they've taken a lot of them uh, the brands along at uh, east fortune have stopped us fenton barnes farm shop and um, barry actually came to the uh came to our culinary day and uh, she has a huge she's a brilliant cook but she has now has a huge passion for pumpkins so they stopped <laughs> it we've also done some drops into restaurants um the bonnie badger came have learned a huge amount and are now using them it was on the menu the last few weeks pumpkins um and actually tom kitch the kitchen um they've they've taken another they've taken, taken a couple of orders so Going forward, that's what we need to work on. We need to get more restaurants. I think, I think also it's the low food miles yeah. that yeah. we're doing. Then we're shopping locally and we're knowing where think where the produce is coming from. Yeah. People love, yeah. That's what what people. Not everybody, but a lot of people are now starting to think. Right, where is this from? Where mm-hmm. and, and certainly restaurants, certainly Tom Kitchen and um, Bonnie Badger are very key. They work a lot with the brands um, and they are driven by local seasonal. Um, and that's what we're really trying to achieve as yeah. well. So that's next year we need to work out how to get it into more restaurants and um, more kitchens. And so the many old-fashioned <laughs> Scottish people in terms of pumpkins would be quite scared, quite upset you've not done turnips. <laughs> that is yeah. the traditional yeah. carving. <laughs> and there is a lot of discussion. I mean, there's probably a lot of people who think it's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that people go and pick pumpkins for a day out and it's very Instagrammable and it's very social media delight but um, I think there is probably a lot of people who think it's just bonkers yeah. what's wrong with a turnip um, turnips are a nightmare to carve <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like for uh, young farming there's new technologies and new marketing issues that are coming on and you've been very successful with social media have you got any handy hints for other people um, don't let it rule your lives I find that difficult, not coming from a marketing 
background or social media background and we very much well I run the social media and the marketing um, and uh, and it has the ability to take over your life mm-hmm. um, and I think that's really important I think if you're true to yourself I think if you're honest if you're telling your story I think it's obvious that we're quite passionate about what we're doing and that probably oh hopefully that comes across in our mm-hmm. social media um, so the vision for the next five years where are we go where are we going that's a question well, you can, I, you can I, don't, <laughs> I don't ever like Russ having to answer I'm not sure what's going to come out of his mind okay, close your ears first <laughs> yeah. exactly. I think you touched on it earlier where you said that people are wanting a lot more local produced and I see that as being a big sort of diversification for farms is supplying local markets we've been very driven to driving international markets or you know Mm -hmm. um i think we need to go back to a bit more local again next five years i see us trying to develop the culinary pumpkins Mm -hmm. push them more your your hopes for the future lucy um sometimes i quite like to turn russ's brain off (laughs) (laughs) Um, no the same I think we both have uh, like I said before I have a passion for food and uh, drink and and that's a part I really enjoy Um, we've got I don't know if you know but we've got Fidrogen who are in a unit on the farm um, and East Lothian has a huge number of brilliant producers and great products and, um, and that's a bit that I think really excites me is being either working with people or and producing a few more things maybe of our own um, Connect, and, and connecting us all together yeah, I think that'd yeah. be super culinary day it was lovely meeting uh, we had a lunch and we used a cheese la- a cheese from the cheese lady in Haddington and we used um, bread from from Riverside Bakehouse and it's just and our bees this year have been uh, the Scottish Bee Company have put bees on the uh, hives on the farm so we've got our own honey and that's the bit that I really enjoy so mm-hmm. developing that side of things would uh, would probably be where we're going I can foresee like an East Lothian farmer's market or kitchen or something in the future where you've got you all together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's the thing, we're very new to this business. We haven't been involved in sort of food production locally, on a local mm-hmm. scale. So um, it'll be interesting to see where once we've developed our culinary side um, as a product for consumers, it'll it'll take us. Um. Well, I think it's, it's quite exciting. I, I really think, I take my hat off to you in coming and being innovative and doing the pumpkin and doing the patch. I think it's a great idea for connecting to the community and connecting to kids. And, and learn from the land. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming. <laughs>